0: Into to the Mark Childress Show. New time slot for me here in 2020. I'm on Wednesday nights from 7 to 9. You can listen to me on the radio side on The Roar, or you can go over to The Roar's Facebook page. I am doing this show from the Pronk Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. You can uh, watch the show on the video side, participate with the show in the Facebook comments over there if you'd like. All right, a heck of a season for the Clemson football team. Also, a heck of a season for a lot of ex-Clemson players in the NFL, let's bring on the experts. At Clemson Pros on Twitter is a must-follow if you're on that platform. Mr. Joseph Talbert is here. Joseph, Happy New Year, man! Glad you're back.
1: Happy New Year! Thank you guys for having me back. And, and you're right; it's been a uh, it's been a wonderful year for, for the Clemson guys and the pros.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, before we kind of shift into the playoffs, right, and talk about the Clemson players that are remaining, um, anybody jump out to you? I, I saw um, on your at Clemson Pros account on Twitter, you did a really good job of like synopsis of how each Clemson player, what their statistics were for the year. Who kind of jumped out to you that might not still be playing in the NFL as having a great year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you've got to go after and, and look at the rookies. I, I, you know, highlighted Hunter Renfro and, but I, I think the one that really flew under the radar all, all year, I and mean, we talked about him a little bit on the show in 2019, but is Dexter Lawrence. He ended up being on the pro football focused um, all rookie team, and he really just led that defensive line as a rookie. Um, and it was just you know a really good year for him all around.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it was. And uh, any other rookie, I mean, really, all the rookies had a pretty good year. I mean, were you disappointed, I guess, in the statistics for any of them?
1: No, I mean I, I think that all of them stepped in and play. I mean you, you look at, you know, people like Trayvon Mullen who, who came in, you know, not really with high expectations. I know that, that Mike Mayock had a you know, he wanted to go after Clemson guys and he did. And I think that you look at look at the, the turnaround and, and what they've done, you really see a culture change. Um, so Trayvon Mullen's a guy that I think was under the radar but he really had a good year. I, I think that the the other one that um, that really stood out was Christian Wilkins. I read a stat today that that Christian Wilkins and the other defensive tackle led all defensive tackle combos um, and tackles this year. Christian Wilkins had 55 total. Uh, He had 55 total, two sacks, and then he also had that that fun receiving touchdown that, that was all over Twitter. I'm sure you guys saw that.
0: Yeah, of course. That was uh, one of the highlights of the year. There's also been a bunch of videos, I guess, where uh, Christian Wilkins was mic'd up and just him talking smack to all the different players. Uh, Go find those if you haven't seen those on social media yet. Hey, we're hanging out with Joseph Talbert at Clemson Pros is the account that he runs on Twitter. i got to talk about Hunter Renfro, who had back-to-back 100-yard games uh, to end the season, got a touchdown in each one of those games, Um, really overcoming that injury. I'm very pleased, I guess, with what I saw from Hunter this year as well.
1: Yeah, you, you nailed it. You know, four four games that he started, four touchdowns. He had you know eight, averaged eight point five yards per target. Um, so it, with four games, he had you know six hundred five yards. It's just there's the best is yet to come for Hunter Renfro. I mean, he's really you know he was Derek Carr's number one target when he was in. You, you saw you know the the stereotypical third in Renfro. They needed a big first down. They so yeah, a, a really really good rookie season for Hunter Renfro.
0: Yeah, no doubt at all. So, uh, hey, who have you got your eyes on? I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson uh, with one of the plays of the year. I felt like in the NFL to lead his team to the overtime victory. Uh, all those Texans. Who, who all are you watching here as we go into uh, this uh, divisional round weekend in the NFL playoffs?
1: Yeah, so we've got we started the playoffs with fourteen guys, um, fourteen Clemson guys. We're, we're we're down to twelve with Shaq with Lawson and the Bills going out and and. Uh, so basically, you know, what I'm looking at here is the matchup is going to be the Chiefs-Texans. Not only for the Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, but you've got mm-hmm. Carlos Watkins, DJ Reeder on the Texans. Obviously, okay. DeAndre Hopkins. Then on the on the Chiefs side of the ball, you've got Rashad Breeland. You've got Dorian O'Daniel. So I mean, you've really got some you've got some talent over there. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch Rashad Breeland and, and DeAndre Hopkins go after it. You know, that's that's always fun to watch. Um, But, yeah, that's going to be the matchup for for the Clemson pros. You're going to have to be tuned into that one.
0: And then uh, I don't know if you get into the draft as much as some of the folks here around the Roar uh, do, but I'm seeing – you know, we're, we're seeing Isaiah Simmons in the first round as a possible selection next year. Obviously, if he decided to come out early, if T. Higgins decides to come out, I've seen him in a lot of mock draft round ones. Travis Etienne, is he going to come out? That's a whole interesting debate we could have at another time. But, uh, you know, is there an opportunity for him to go in the first round? Have you started thinking about how many players for this uh, from this Clemson team could end up being drafted next year yet?
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna be. I I find it very hard to believe that Isaiah Simmons doesn't doesn't leave after this year. I've seen him Agreed. all the way up to three on uh, three on some mock drafts. It would be also tough for me to see that Keith Higgins doesn't leave. I think that uh-huh. he really had a great year this year and can really you know be one of the top receivers off the board. Um, you mentioned Travis Etienne. I really compare. I've I've read a lot of comparisons to Alvin Kamara with him. The way that he uh-huh. really is. I like the Ball out of the backfield. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're really starting to see um, one. And, and the other thing, Mark, is that Clemson is now one of those teams with like Alabama and Ohio State where there's GMs out there that are targeting Clemson guys just uh-huh. for that culture fit, you know, just for, you yep. know, to change the locker room. And, and they've got a winning mentality. So I, I see a lot, you know, pretty much – the guys that, that are making themselves eligible, I see them going. Those three guys could easily go in the first round, and it would be it would be a steal to get someone like Travis Etienne later in the first round.
0: Yep, no, uh, no doubt. Again, at Clemson Pros on Twitter. Go and follow it if you want to keep up with all of the Clemson Tigers and their successes in the NFL. Mr. Joseph Talbert, thanks for being here, man. If we get a chance, we'll bring you on next week, okay? Yep, perfect. Happy New Year to you guys. Same to you, Mr. Joseph Talbert, at Clemson Pros on Twitter. All right, uh, keeping with uh, who should you be following on Twitter theme, at AP13, my friend Austin Pendergist is going to jump on with us. Happy New Year to you, Austin. Thanks for joining me tonight.
2: Mark, happy New Year as well. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be on here with you to help you kick off season two. They got you in prime time now.
0: I tell you what, man, nothing. It's, it's uh, the shooting star. That's my career. I, I'm moved to Wednesday nights now. So it's all uh, it's all great. Hey, so Austin, you're one of my favorite uh, well, people, first of all, but you're a great follow on Twitter. And you have become like and I mean, this as a compliment, like super nerd guy about Clemson uniforms. Is this something that you've just always had a passion about?
2: it is and uh, I, I appreciate you uh, thank you for the thank you for the compliments there no it is um, I mean I remember growing up I, I loved uh, loved all the uniforms back in back in 98 when they had the weird tiger striped collars and all that stuff I mean, I'm totally <laughs> a fan of that so yeah I mean that's, that's kind of stuff I've always followed I, uh, I tell you what I was at dinner the other night and I left and it, I opened my phone and I had a notification I had a direct message from Tim Beret asking me a uniform question I'm like oh my gosh. Like you should know this, man. Uh, this is crazy. You're a legend, and I'm like, I got to get this stat right to meet after me. Though. So it's
0: pretty crazy, man. You talk about me being in primetime. You're getting direct messages from Tim Timberey, man. You're the primetime guy. That's uh, that's awesome, and, and doesn't surprise me. So you've. Uh, I'm not even going to try to describe it all because you do such a good job of it on Twitter. But I guess there's some quirks. You know, what are the nuances of the uniform matchup? I guess here that we're going to see in the national championship game.
2: Yeah, hey, we got some cool stuff going on on Monday. Um, if you watch any LSU football, you're probably uh, probably familiar that they like to wear white jerseys at home. Um, they're the number one team, so not just because they're in New Orleans, um, but they are the designated home team because they're the higher ranked team, and they're, they're going to be wearing those white jerseys as the home team. It's uh, only the sixth time in a national championship game that the higher ranked team's worn white. Um, good omen for Clemson. Those teams are one and four, so hopefully, uh, hopefully that means good things for us, but. Um, that also means Clemson's going to be back in all orange. They're going to have the orange britches out. This is the 140th time in school history since we started that way back in 1980. Um, 75th time we're going to be in all orange. So uh, looking to keep some records going. We've won nine straight in orange pants. We're 24 and 4 since 2013. We got nine of those wins are against top 10 teams. So it's going to be a can be a great looking game all orange and then lsu and their and they white and gold should uh
0: should be a good one and then you were saying something about uh, i know they put patches on for these uh these national title games lsu's going to put the patch on a different side or something like that have i got that right
2: yeah yeah so a little this, this is this is the nerd part of me you're really getting deep into it now
0: but uh well, i'm yeah, interested so. in this that's why i wanted to have you on and talk about this
2: oh absolutely so um Going back through all the national championship teams since the playoffs started, they, uh, they wear a patch for the bowl game, and then they wear a different patch for the national championship that's just got the year on it. So far, every game, all, uh, all teams have worn it on the left the left chest above uh, above either the, the Nike or the, the Jordan brand or whoever it is. Um, LSU is going to be the first team to ever wear it on the right. So Okay. Making a little bit more uniform history. They're, uh, they're changing it up. They're wearing white. They're only the second team in the, uh, in the playoff era as the, as the, the higher-ranked team to wear white. And they're going to be the first team to put that 2020 patch on the right side of their
0: jersey. Interesting. Uh, interesting stuff for sure. Again, hanging out with uh, Austin Pendergast at AP13 on Twitter. If you want to know something about any Clemson uniform combination ever, uh, Austin is your guy. So, Austin, what is your favorite uniform combination?
2: Oh boy, my favorite uniform combination is actually going to be, uh, it's, it's our white jerseys and our orange pants, it's what we've won our last two national championships with, uh, as yep. much as I love the, uh, as much as I love the all orange, there's just something special about putting on that white jersey, being the uh, being the away team, you're usually, you know, you're in a hostile environment, you're the underdog, um, you know, people people want to see you lose, you're usually in a tougher environment when you got that white jersey and those orange pants on, that's that's a big game, so those games are just a little bit sweeter to me than those all orange games. And obviously, lately we've had a we've had some great successes in those uniforms. So those are, those hold a special place in my heart.
0: Yeah, it's hard to argue with you. What about? Uh, am I allowed to ask you about your feelings about purple?
2: Purple, uh, I, as, as you've seen, I did a I did a big purple thread earlier uh-huh. this year. We've had, we've had, we've had some great memories in purple. Obviously. 2006, that Georgia Tech game, C.J. Spiller and James Davis, kind of their coming out party, just ran wild over the jackets uh, in all purple. Um, Clemson's never lost in uh, in purple jerseys and orange pants, so we've uh, we've got plenty of history in purple, going back you know a long time. So I, I love purple. I know a lot of people out there are probably getting angry right now just just hearing the thought about purple, but uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Man. I, I think it's cool that we have two unique colors like that.
0: Yeah, you're losing followers when you start talking about a purple and orange combination. Did you say that in a purple jersey and orange pants we've never lost because I loved that combination? I know I'm the only one, but I loved it. And they never lost in that combo? Is that what you said? Listen, I, I love that combination as well. That, that's right
2: up there with my top. We've never lost in that. We are 8 now. Um, have never lost in that uniform.
0: Interesting stuff. Again, hanging out with Austin Pendergist. A great follow on Twitter, at AP13. If you follow Clemson folks at all on Twitter, I know you've seen Austin's stuff, whether you're a follow of his, follower of his or not. So go and check him out. Uh, Austin, uh, what are your thoughts on the game against LSU on Monday night? Are you confident? Are you worried? Where's your head at on it? Look,
2: I mean, here's my thing. No disrespect to Ohio State. Uh, I, I think LSU is probably the best team Clemson played all night. Clemson's going to play all
0: season. Um, Interesting. Okay. Joe
2: I mean, Joe Burrow's is a fantastic football player. He's got all the accolades. I mean, they speak for themselves. Heisman, Maxwell, Walter Camp, SEC records, passing touchdowns and yards leader. He's, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Uh, but they're not just a Joe Burrow team. I mean, they got, they got two receivers, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Both have 18 touchdowns. Both have 1,400-plus yards. Edward Tiller is a great running back. He's a little bowling ball, 1,300 yards. I mean, 16 touchdowns. The offensive line won the Joe Moore Award. I got the Thorpe Award winner. I mean, it goes on and on. It, we heard it, it's very similar to last year. They're the best team ever. They got all the awards. Little old Clemson's being overlooked again, you know. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, I think Clemson's a loaded team as well. Um, obviously, I mean, we got a quarterback that hasn't lost a football game since high school. You touched on it earlier in the show. I mean, he's playing just as good as anybody in the country right now. We got, we got loaded receivers. ETN, I mean, I I think ETN's really going to ball out. Uh, This is possibly his last game, and it's in his home state. It's in a stadium he always dreamed of playing in. Um, And I think the big difference maker for Clemson, I think they've got a guy who I've said all season long is the best player in college football, and that's Isaiah Simmons. Um, I think Isaiah, he's he's a lot like Taysom Hill for the Saints, just kind of plays everywhere. I mean, he's, he's, he's Clemson's Swiss Army knife, and I, I think he's going to be the difference maker. I think it's going to be a great game, but I think, uh, I think Clemson's going to pull it out by probably about a touchdown. I like their championship experience. I, I love Isaiah Simmons, best player in college football. ECN's going to have a great send-off, and I think, I think Trevor's going to outduel duel Joe Burrow.
0: I love it, man. I, I'm feeling a lot of the same things you're feeling. So, again, it's Austin Pendergast at AP13 on Twitter. Before I let you go... If you could design a Clemson uniform, if you could make any changes, do you have, like, are you the guy that's, like, sketched something out? Like, if Tim Beret called tomorrow and said, hey, the uniforms didn't make it down to the national championship game, and we need you to design something real quick, are, are there any changes you would make to it? Let's or maybe I need an entire other 30-minute segment with you before you answer that question. I don't know.
2: We, we can talk on that about this. I know you've got some more people you got to chat with, but um. No, I actually I love our our uniforms right now. I love when we changed them uh, before the 2016 season to kind of harken back to that 1981 look. I think uh, I think it's the perfect Clemson uniform is what we got right now. I have mocked up some other stuff at the beginning of this year. I uh, I put out a little little picture I made on Twitter of a Clemson uniform that had some had some gold in it to celebrate the national championship, kind of like they do in baseball for a World Series team. People hated it. I mean that's that's the fun of it. I I've, I've thrown a black uniform around people I mean once you start messing with tradition I mean you'll that, that's when you really you know you start losing those followers but no I, I love Clinton's uniforms now I would not change them um, I'd love to see maybe a maybe a throwback you know once every other year or so or maybe a, a special commemorative, like if like if we were to win start next season with a, with a national championship celebration uniform just something like that but uh as far as the game to game uniform I think they're perfect I wouldn't touch them and I love what Dadler's done going back to the the traditional look, not as a, not as flashy as he was in his first couple of years and back in the thousand years where we were mixing and matching. On, um, I think he's got a, a great thing going right now, and I re- I wouldn't change too much
0: about it. I told I told you this guy loved uniforms, man. That's why I wanted to have you on, Austin. And uh, plus, you're a kick to talk to. So again, Austin Pendragus at AP13 on Twitter. Give him a follow, Austin. Thanks for making some time for me tonight, man.
2: Yeah, Mark. Hey, I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this new time slot for you, man. Anytime you want me back, you give me a call.
0: I'll uh, absolutely do it. Again, Austin Pendergast at AP13 on Twitter. Man, if you have any question about Clemson uniforms, and again, he's an expert on a ton of topics, but uh, I'm a little bit of a uniform nerd myself, and I uh, wanted to geek out with him a little bit here on the show. All right, uh, coming up next, we will have Ellis Tolbert from the 4th and 16 podcast joining us in the next segment. He's going to break down some X's and O's for the Clemson-LSU game coming up on Monday. This is the Mark Childress Show.
3: cars and trucks cost less than travelers rest at george coleman ford did you also know george coleman ford is always looking to buy quality pre-owned vehicles from you even if you don't buy from them they can make the process smooth and easy in buying your pre-owned car truck or suv it's the way george coleman ford has been doing business in travelers rest for over 86 years and four generations whether buying from them or selling to them trust in george coleman ford
4: Hi, this is Gary, the mortgage expert. Did you know my FHA 30-year mortgage is 2.99%? Here at Rate Saver Mortgage, we have rates that destroy the big banks. If you're buying a home or refinancing, call 979-1111, 979-1111, or go to GaryTheMortgageExpert.com. APR equals 4.49%. Based on $250,000 loan and 680 score. Subject to approval. Rate subject to change. Gary's NMLS number is 107-429. Rate Saver Mortgage MLS 184-7969. Equal housing lender.
0: Crude LED display signs and virtual scoreboards offer peak performance with programmable, full-color, vivid
5: LED screens at an affordable price. With multiple sizes available and carrying a five-year warranty, Crude LED displays allow you to create your own custom message that is
0: certain to resonate with your audience. Your business, church, or school can afford a multifunctional LED display sign. Let Crude LED show you how. krutle ledcom or call 401-8156.
6: The Health Dare has been reversing the symptoms of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, sleep, apnea, and obesity for years. The Health Dare has just released a new program that will blow your mind. Their health coaches will clean out your pantry, grocery shop for you, cook for you, and teach you everything they know so you can't fail. Don't wait. Book your consultation today. Call one 877 Me or go to IDAREME.com. And for the month of January, the second person is free because at the Health Dare, we won't let you do anything alone. That's IDAREME.com.
4: At Twin Peaks, sports and scenic views go hand in hand. Spend halftime indulging in one of our all-new smoker selects featuring smoked meats cooked low and slow over hickory wood like the sweet and smoky ribs. Pair this up with a craft beer served at a frosty 29 degrees in a man-sized mug by a beautiful Twin Peaks girl for a legendary meal. And with our wall-to-wall TVs, you never miss a play. Twin Peaks. Eats. Drinks. Scenic Views. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only the home with a lifetime warranty, but the winner of the 2017 and 2018 Nissan Award of Excellence. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com.
6: There's no one like you,
4: and this Fall Pandora jewelry lets you show that to the world with over 150 rings to choose from, crafted from sterling silver, Pandora rose, or 14-karat gold. Now Turner's carries the Pandora University charms so you can show your team spirit, and Turner's has the new Groove brand silicone tiger paw bands and has the only selection of Levi'on in the Tri-State area. It's all happening at Turner's Jewelers in the Applewood Center Place in Seneca or online at
6: turnersjewelers.com.
3: What if there was a paint that made you look at paint differently? One that completely rewrote paint's genetic code so it can strengthen any color? What if it's built with better ingredients, even given superpowers? Since Benjamin Moore reinvented the way paint is made, it makes you wonder, is it still paint? Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. The Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. Your independent, local Benjamin Moore paint retailer.
7: No one plans a plumbing problem. Lucky for you, roto is there 24-7, 365, just like they have been for over 30 years. Locally owned by proud Clemson alumni, they'll handle anything. Plumbing inside or out, home or business, from sinks to disposals to septic tanks. They are the experts. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina. Call 288-7686
4: or online at rotorooter.com roto that's the name. And we troubles down the drain. Everyone has someone in their lives that could use a little surprise, a little pick-me-up. You want to deliver those smiles, but who has the time? School, work, and more. Try Urban Nirvana's online gift certificate. Buy and print it right from your own computer. A great way to treat your wife for making all those tailgate preparations. Your college student for all the hard work. Or mom, Just because. Online purchase and print from your computer, only at UrbanNirvana.com.
3: And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar.
0: The Mark Childress Show having a great time tonight talking tons of Clemson football talking about this big game against LSU coming up on Monday night. Uh, We're going to have Ellis Tolbert from uh, the 4th and 16 podcast joining us here in just a second to go uh, X's and O's of the big ball game coming up on Monday night again a uh, new time slot for me here in 2020 season 2 of the show I'll be Wednesday nights from 7 to 9 uh, during the year here in 2020 so I'm really excited about that also continue to be excited about the fact that this show is simulcast if you're listening over on the radio side maybe in your car on the app uh, on an internet browser please feel free to jump on over to Facebook to the Roars Facebook page easy way to interface with the show I do it from the Pronk Studios in Greenville South Carolina and you can participate with the show uh, that way in the Facebook comments is an easy way to uh, get my attention during the show. Also, thank you to Fax and Childress, who helps produce the show for me here. If you're watching on Facebook right behind these two fancy TVs behind me and Alex Wisnett back at uh, Mission Control in Clemson, uh, bringing home things from the radio side. So again, we've heard all kinds of stuff and analysis tonight. The one common theme from the guests that I've had so far, I've had four guests so far. All of them feel like this is going to be shootout a great football game against a really really good LSU team but I think that Clemson experience at least according to the guests that we've had so far is going to rule the day and uh and get Clemson through get them past LSU can you really start to get your head around the idea of 30 and 0 30 and 0 you could argue the two greatest seasons in college football history winning two consecutive playoffs Longest winning streak that would be in ACC history if they were to get it. Back-to-back national championships. Three of the last four national championships. You talk about the Alabama dynasty. There'll be a new dynasty in town. Clemson wins three in four years. That just doesn't happen in college football. It doesn't. Unchartered territory. And if you were to ask Dabo, they asked him a couple weeks ago, I think it was David Hood uh, from TigerNet, talked to Dabo and asked him, hey, man, did you ever think you'd get here? And, and, And Dabo was like, hey, the best is yet to come. We're only going to get better. I mean, look at the recruiting class that's coming in. I know Isaiah Simmons may be gone. Uh, T. Higgins may leave early. Travis Etienne may leave early. But who knows? If we had been having this conversation two years ago, we'd have been talking about how all the uh, Power Rangers were definitely going to leave when the season was over. There's no way any of those guys are coming back so who knows i'm still wondering about travis etn and whether or not uh he might be coming back in a clemson uniform next year we will figure all that out all right you know him from the fourth and 16 podcast it also airs here on the roar uh as well mr ellis tolbert ellis man how's your night going pretty good thanks how about you Yeah, doing good, man. Thanks for uh, jumping on here with me, of course, as always. Um, I love your take. I love the 4th and Sixteen podcast because you get super granular. You really break down the X's and O's. Uh, What is Clemson going to try and do in your mind to slow down that juggernaut LSU offense? Uh,
7: It's going to take a lot, but that's precisely why Brent Venable gets paid a lot of money. Um, You know (laughs) You've seen a lot of teams do a lot of different things. They try to come in and, you know, some teams will play drop-8 coverages. Some teams will try to rush everybody. And for the most part, LSU has pretty much eviscerated everyone. Fortunately, though, they haven't played a team like Clemson with the same field. Uh, so I think what Clemson should probably do, I think they're going to still do, I'm, a lot of teams want to do the free down linemen. Clemson does that a lot as well. But I think they're going to try to mirror their defense. They might have one of these guys be a stand-up in. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Isaiah Simmons right in the middle of the field uh, playing that middle zone type deal. You have two guys, uh, probably Tanner Muse and Kayvon on the other side of them. But did you also try to get someone to get some odd pressure, maybe like a Jamie Scalke coming on the backside or something like that? You really have to just confuse uh, Joe Burrow. That's the only way you can do it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch, and uh, Burrow, you know, you're starting to hear things like statistically Joe Burrow's had perhaps the greatest season in college uh, football history, right? But we're hearing a lot of the same things about Tua last year, and Clemson threw some weird wrinkles in at Tua early on. Now, Tua was a lot younger. Than Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Burrow is older than Lamar Jackson, who's about to win the MVP in the NFL. Right. So I think that experience of Joe Burrow could be interesting. I don't know if you can rattle Joe Burrow, but it will be interesting to see if they can slow things down and maybe uh, maybe even uh, slow him down a couple of times in the red zone. So, again, we're hanging out with uh, Ellis Tolbert from the fourth uh, and 16 podcast. Ellis. Uh, I know you probably enjoyed, man, that pop pass that uh, Clemson ran at the very end of the Ohio State game. I think they called the play Popeye. Literally, Clemson had been setting up that play the entire game, which was the little uh, dump pass over the top to uh, Travis Etienne that he took for that game-winning touchdown. I know you as an X's and O's guy had to love seeing something like that. I love it because we've
7: talked about it all season. First and foremost, it did something that a lot of Clemson fans have been clamoring for, and that used in the middle of the field. I mean, it was- could get more than
1: that. Uh, uh-huh.
7: And what that shows me is that Clemson has more in their bank. They are ready to come out with things that people haven't seen before, the tendency breakers. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I'm confident that Clemson will move the ball uh, relatively easily against this LSU defense. That is talented.
0: Yeah, so Ellis, I was going to flip the script the other way, right? I mean, Clemson's offense – Is incredible. I mean, one of the best offenses in college football this year and historically, right? The numbers they're putting up, almost just as good as the LSU numbers. What is LSU going to do on defense? I mean, we saw North Carolina, I guess, kind of shut down Clemson a little bit. I think this Clemson team is very different than that Clemson team from uh, way back earlier in the season. And Ohio State had a little bit of success, but maybe that was just chalked up to the fact that T. Higgins got hurt. What do you think LSU will come out in or what do you think they'll try and do to slow down Clemson?
7: Well, first and foremost, I think the North Carolina game was more about two different things. I think it was the focus. I think they might have lacked a little focus during this, that game. And then also the unknown. Just talking about a team with a head coach that hadn't coached in a while, you have two offensive coordinators that you've never seen. What do you do against that? So I think those things help yeah. with North Carolina. But I think what LSU is going to do is their first and foremost wants to stop the run. If they can stop the run and keep Clemson trying to throw the ball with their – Great corners, Stingley and Fulton. You also have one of the better safety, defense safety, I guess you could say, in college football if you're going by a war and you're at Delta. They, they want Clemson to run the ball. Uh, if they can stop that, then, hey, you know, they're all, a they contender is back with Caleb LeVon chase on. You're getting Michael Divinity back in the middle of the field. I don't know how much he's going to play, but he's there. Patrick Queen, they, they have the guys who can do it. I'd just be interested if Fulton, can on that that many yards with a running quarterback you gotta be thinking that Trevor Lawrence is with his chops right now trying mm-hmm. to get the run and same with Travis DT
0: It'll be interesting, you know, you're talking about, and I talked earlier in the show, and again, we're hanging out with uh, Ellis Tolbert from the 4th and 16th podcast. I talked earlier in the show, I mean, on paper, this LSU secondary is off the charts, right? Full of five-star guys, but they haven't been playing all that great for for chunks of time this season. What's your reasoning behind that? I mean, I know you could look at them and say, stout defense, man, how are you going to throw on them? But a lot of teams have had a lot of success throwing on them this year.
7: Yeah, uh, most mainly Texas, who is a team that's not necessarily known with throwing the ball as well as they are uh, with a guy like Sam Ellinger, a quarterback. Uh, you know, on paper, these guys are fantastic. Uh, when they play man-to-man, they're one of the best uh, secondaries out there, kind of like Ohio State. The difference between Ohio State and LSU is that if you get LSU in a situation where they're trying to cover zones. You can eat them alive. There's a lot of as holes. If you go back to the Georgia game, the very first throw that Jake Fromm made—if uh, if the receiver was anywhere near that—that's a touchdown. He had numerous other opportunities. You could say the same with a guy like Kellen Mond. Uh, you know, again, I've seen the same with Auburn and Bo Nix. A lot of these quarterbacks were just not able to, you know, really capitalize on their offensive success because quarterbacks are a little stunted. But if you look at a guy like from yep. Florida he had a lot of success throwing the ball when they were in zone. If Clemson can get them into zone, there's a lot of mismatch situations and I like Clemson's chances to put up 40.
0: Oh, wow, that would be, I think if Clemson puts up 40, they're definitely winning this ballgame. So uh, for the folks at home, I'll say that, but really it's kind of for me because I want to hear it from uh, you. What has Clemson got to do to get LSU to have to play in the zone? Do they have to establish being able to run the football to pull them out of man-to-man? Are there things that they could do formation-wise to kind of force LSU into zone? Yes, yeah. so the idea of having – and
7: here's the thing it's not that much different from what LSU does as well, right? They have that West Coast modified offense. They're a little bit more vertical than your old Bill Walsh type uh, West Coast offense. But the idea is to find the mismatch immediately. What you want to do is find the guys that cannot keep up with the others. Now, if you're running the ball, man-to-man does kind of work out because you're going to have more guys rushing uh, than you're going to have, uh, you know, back in coverage. The thing is, if you can identify the one guy why like tight end is going to be very important in this game. If you can identify the guy singled out, he cannot cover. Then what they have to do is start giving out, you know, field. I guess you could say field responsibilities for people. Constance uh-huh. uh, just has to keep attacking them, find that weak spot, go after him early, and then he's going to need help. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm thinking it's probably going to be uh, Patrick Queen in this game, the linebacker. He's fantastic. He's all over the field, but he can be exploited if they do that they'll they'll be forced to go with the man
0: yeah, I know that uh, they moved Justin Ross into that tight end slot, uh, some in the national championship game last year, and Alabama just lost their minds trying to figure out what to do with it, so it'll be interesting to see if any uh, wrinkles come down the pike. Hey, uh, wrapping things up now with uh, Ellis Tolbert. You can follow him uh, on Twitter at ETolbertSpeaks. Also, uh, check him out on his 4th and Sixteen podcast. You can also hear replays of right here on The Roar. Ellis, uh, I don't know if you're holding your score prediction for your show this week, but uh, if you can make it, make it. If not, give me a feel of what you're thinking for the title game on Monday night?
7: Put it to you this way: If Clemson has more than 200 yards rushing in this game, Clemson wins. That's that's what I'll give. I'll give you there. Clemson can establish the run and not only do that because that's going to open up the path. I think Clemson wins this game.
0: Interesting stuff. We will uh, we will check it out again. Ellis Tolbert at E Tolbert speaks. Fourth and 16 podcast. Ellis, thanks for uh, hanging out with me tonight, man. Enjoy your evening. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. Ellis Tolbert, man. Uh, That's X's and O's guy. So you guys see my pattern now, right? I bring guests on that I'm interested in talking to because they're smarter than me and I can learn from them and uh, definitely learn uh, every time that I talk to and hang out with Ellis Tolbert. Hey, uh, let me tell you about my buddy Rivers Whitmire. He's a realtor with JW Martin Real Estate. He focuses on Lake Hartwell and Lake Kiowee, but he can help you anywhere in the upstate of South Carolina. If you want to buy a home, if you want to sell a home, if you've got any questions about the market, when's the right time to list, should I buy in this part, uh, how, what do the schools look like over here rivers is your guy he can help you out give him a call at 864-752-5545 you can also go on facebook and follow him at rivers Whitmire realtor again 864-752-5545 rivers Whitmire, friend of mine and a uh, great supporter of the show rivers i appreciate you hey coming up in the final segment uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the clemson lsu game coming up and a little bit about the nfl playoffs coming up this weekend this is the mark childress show
3: cars and trucks cost less than travelers rest at George Coleman Ford did you also know George Coleman Ford is always looking to buy quality pre-owned vehicles from you even if you don't buy from them they can make the process smooth and easy in buying your pre-owned car truck or SUV it's the way George Coleman Ford has been doing business in travelers rest for over 86 years and four generations whether buying from them or selling to them trust in George
0: Coleman Ford This is Dan Bracken with Leonardo Bracken Real Estate. Here's a recent note from a client. I'm so thankful to have connected with your company. Your team is fantastic and I would highly recommend you to anyone. Your negotiating skills delivered a better result than we expected. I've worked with other top realtors, but in my opinion, your team is a notch above. Give me, Dan Bracken, a call today. 864-380-4537. Leonardo Bracken Real Estate. Selling real estate's what we do. Helping people is our passion. It happens every time. When a hailstorm hits, there's an increase of people who want to take your money for roof repairs. Problem is, many of them are just trying to take advantage of you and don't really know what they're doing. Gilstrap Roofing has been around for decades. Trust Gilstrap Roofing to handle the repairs and deal with the insurance. Just because someone knocks on your door with a card that says they're a roofer doesn't mean they'll do quality work at a reasonable price. Call Gilstrap Roofing 269-1232.
6: This year's resolution will work because you won't be alone. The Health Dare is here to help you succeed. No more gym workouts, starvation diets, or drops under the tongue. Just real, sustainable results. We guarantee you'll reverse the symptoms of type 2 diabetes, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, lose weight, and gain energy the easy way. And for the month of January, the second person is free. Because at the Health Dare, we don't want you to do anything alone. Roger's off his metformin, CPAP machine, and blood pressure meds. And you can be too. Go to idareme.com or call one 877 dare me I dare you
3: medical malpractice is the third leading cause of death if you or a loved one have been a victim of medical malpractice you need the professionals at parham smith and arch and old on your team parham smith and arch and old focuses specifically on medical malpractice and have handled some of the largest cases in the upstate they have offices in greenville spartanburg and charleston 242-9008
4: parham smith and arch and old specialists in medical malpractice I'm Don Munson for my friends at Engineered Sleep 627 Congrey Road in Greenville. The wife and I have been in our custom-built Engineered Sleep mattress for several months now, and our sleep has never been better. It's been so good, we had them build a mattress for our special-needs daughter, and now she sleeps like a rock. Your best sleep is out there at Engineered Sleep, a custom mattress built for you at half the cost. Engineered Sleep 627 Congrey Road, or check them out online at engineeredsleep.com. That's engineeredsleep.com. If you love hunting and fishing, you'll be loving every day rolling on a set of the new Yokohama Geolander MTG003 from the Pendleton
7: Tire Company. It's aggressive sidewall has the look you want and the tread design to get you to the woods and back out. So give Zach or Joey a call today and get rolling on the Yokohama Geolander MTG003 today. Call them at 646-3694 and check them out at PendletonTire.com.
3: This is James Hill, Executive Director of Clemson Downs. It's been another fantastic year of Tiger football as they get ready to take on the LSU Tigers in the National Championship in New Orleans. Clemson Downs is the only continuing care retirement community in the Clemson area, offering independent living, assisted living, memory support, and skilled nursing. Visit ClemsonDowns.com or call 654-1155. We'd be delighted to give you and your loved one a tour of our community.
7: Go Tigers! Hi, this is Coach Davo Sweeney. You
4: know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a
7: family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal.
3: Book your next party at Carson Steakhouse in Anderson with a large private dining room to suit all of life's celebrations. Corporate and social group events. Host a family or school reunion to remember. Book your reservation and they handle the rest. Double fried chicken wings, fresh baked yeast rolls, hand cut steaks, grilled teriyaki salmon, and fresh strawberry shortcake. Just to name a few delicious menu items. Make your reservation today. Call 226-9400. Again, that's 226-9400. Carson Steakhouse, Anderson.
4: Hi, I'm Dabo Sweeney. One of the things that makes me proudest about being the head coach at Clemson is participating in the most exciting 25 seconds of college football, running down the hill after rubbing Howard's Rock. The roar from the crowd is deafening. Even though Howard's Rock is one of Clemson's most prized possessions, most of the time it sits all alone. That's why we depend on Priority One Security's video surveillance to keep Howard's Rock safe
0: and secure. See us on the web at PriorityOneSecurity.com. That's Priority, the number one, security.com.
5: You have cracks in your driveway, sidewalk, or settling pool decks? Why tear it out when you can lift it? Canty Foundation Specialists can raise concrete slabs back to its original position using our patented poly-level process. Call Canty today at 864-475-1671. Don't replace it. Raise it. 475-1671 or visit us at CantyFoundationSC.com.
3: And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in.
0: Final segment of the Mark Childress Show. New night and time for me here in 2020. I'll be Wednesday nights, 7 to 9 for the foreseeable future. I started off on Saturday mornings last year, moved to Tuesday nights. Now I'm on Wednesdays. This feels like a permanent home for me. So uh, thanks for hanging out and being here with us. And uh, we've had a lot of fun. We've basically talked wall-to-wall Clemson or wall-to-wall Clemson LSU. Uh, I do have phone lines open this segment if uh, you've been holding on and uh, have something that you want to talk about or share, 654-7627, Northland Communication phone lines. Um, Alex Wisnet back in mission control at Clemson. Alex... uh, the game's almost here, man. Uh, it's weird. The, the staggered breaks, I guess, you played a week earlier for the first round game. But then you get that extra time here for the second round uh, or championship game. And I feel like maybe that's a good thing with the, the amount of energy and banged up players Clemson had after that Ohio State game. So I think the, the scheduling might be playing in their advantage a little bit. But uh, game's right around the corner, man. And as you said a little bit earlier in the show, two great teams, man. I'm hyped up. It's going to be great.
5: For sure, Mark. Totally agree with you. It's kind of strange because so I'm a I'm a student at Clemson, going into my final semester of college, which is pretty cool. Uh, But normally, especially last year, it was it was the semifinal game, and then it felt like almost the next Monday. You know, not the not the Monday right after, but the one right the one after that. It was championship time. Whereas this week, we actually have like a week of school and then the championship game. Whereas you know, it's it's usually been the championship game, and then we start the. The Spring semester, so it's been from that standpoint. It's been a little strange, but from the from the Clemson standpoint, it's been fantastic because that Fiesta Bowl. I think the exact words I used when I was watching the game was, "This is a war of attrition," because yes. there were players dropping like flies left and right. Uh, yeah. T, T. Higgins obviously, Justin Ross, uh, Trevor Lawrence at one point. So I mean, it, it, I'm glad that all of these all these players have you know a, a week or so extra to to get healthy, and I think this is actually. Really good for the 2020 uh, guys that are mid-year enrollees. I, I think this is a tremendous opportunity for them to get to practice with a team that is preparing for a national championship game. I think that's a tremendous opportunity for these young men.
0: Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in agreement with you on that. And uh, great experience for him. Uh, I called it a rock fight, right? That's what it felt like. Um, just guys going off after every single play. There was a fantastic sound bite, I don't know if you saw it, but it was from uh, James Skalski walking off the field at the end of the game. Man, he's got blood dripping off of him. He's bruised, and he's like, "Man, I gave every ounce of energy I had, you know, for my brothers, for my family. You know, let's go play one more." Which uh, really was uh, the takeaway image for me from that game. So it was interesting stuff. Um, I pulled a bunch of uh, stats from Twitter here that I found uh, quite interesting. And Clemson's last CF three CFP games, the Tigers have scored 14 touchdowns. 8 covered at least 30 yards, 7 covered at least 40 yards, and 5 covered at least 50 yards. This from uh, the Bear or Chris Falica um, from uh, ESPN Game Day, of course, uh, is part of what they've got going on. So Clemson's not just been winning these games, man. They've been lightning strike big plays in all of those games. And then also uh, we saw a version of this, I guess, from Tim Bure a little bit earlier in the week. But in the second half of its last three CFP games versus Alabama, Notre Dame, And Ohio State, Clemson's defense has more quarterback sacks, nine, than it has allowed points, seven, staggering, nine sacks versus seven points. And uh, I'm expecting we'll see the same thing again on Monday. Maybe not as many sacks, but I just think those post-halftime adjustments that once, uh, once Venables gets out there, gets a feel for what you're doing, he just puts the clamps around you and just chokes you out after that. I mean, that's how it works for him. And then uh, this was a great stat also from the Bear. From 2012 to 2018, LSU threw 69 touchdown passes in 69 games versus Power 5 opponents, okay? So over a six-year period, 69 touchdowns in 69 games. Joe Burrow threw 43 in 11 games this year. It's amazing. It's amazing how this offense has just been lit on fire. You found the right guy. You found the right coaches. Right time. Right time to be in the SEC, I think. Alabama was not as good as they've been in recent years. Lightning in a bottle. I mean, it's that dream season, right? This season for LSU feels a lot like that first Clemson run to the college football national championship game where they came up just short, of course, and then uh, Deshaun and the crew came back and won it the, la- the next year. This feels like that for LSU to me, right? Clemson was feeling like the team of destiny that year. It was one year earlier, I think, than anybody thought they were going to jump on board. Nobody had LSU going to the college football playoffs this year. I think people thought they would be good, but not great. I think the dream season is going to end for them with a, uh, with a loss, and they'll end up 14-1, and, and Clemson will be uh, defending uh, national champs. All right, um, Alex is a big Patriots fan. He is sad after they lost to the Titans this past week. Faxon, my producer here in uh, the, the TV studio, is an Eagles fan. He is sad. I'm a Washington Redskins fan. I am sad always because our team's terrible. But uh, I had a couple of NFL uh, nuggets for you here, Alex, because I know you're a big NFL fan. So I'm going to ask you this, see if you can name them, okay? All right. This coming up Saturday, there will be five Heisman Trophy winners on the same field in Baltimore for the big ball game between Baltimore and Tennessee. Can you name the five?
5: Are we including non-starters in that? In yes, that?
0: Okay. I didn't say five
5: starters. I said five players, five players on the roster. Okay, I think you can do this. I, I have, I have faith in you. I know four of the five. The fifth one's gonna, it's gonna get me. So Lamar Jackson. Yep. Mark Ingram. Yep. Derek Henry. Yes. Marcus Mariota. Yes. And then I'm, my mind is blanking on. Think the, about
0: me. Think about a team that I like.
5: That mm. might help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, you're going to tell me I that fifth one.
0: RG3 oh, yeah. RG, is the backup RG3? quarterback in Baltimore. Of so uh, Mark Ingram, of course, that's the one I didn't think you'd get, so good one. Mark Ingram, of course, 2009, Heisman Trophy winner. RG3, Robert Griffin the third in 2012. Marcus Mariota in 2014. Derek Henry, 2015, should have been Deshaun Watson in 2015. Lamar Jackson, you could argue it should have been Deshaun, but he definitely should have won it in 2015. So that's pretty crazy. Five Heisman Trophy winners in one game in the NFL. Not sure if that's ever happened, but I thought that that was was pretty interesting. Also, this season's AFC Championship game will be the first without either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger since 2002. 18 years Since an AFC championship game has been played without either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, the four quarterbacks remaining, of course, in the divisional round, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Ryan Tannehill. Possibly a changing of the guard here, Alex? I've been hinting and talking about this all year. I've really been doing it for a couple of years, right? When is the changing of the guard going to happen with quarterbacks in the NFL? You could kind of argue that it's happening in the AFC. Are we putting these other guys out to pasture? Are you think we're going to see Tom Brady uh, or Big Ben come back to the AFC Championship game in the next year or two?
5: Um, it's it's really difficult to say one because Tom Brady's an unrestricted free agent this this offseason yeah. for the very first time in his career. So there's there's no franchise tag that's an option. There's nothing the Patriots can do other than just straight up signing him to yeah. keep him. So it's possible that Brady may be leaving the AFC altogether, uh, or he may go to the AFC, but may. Or may go to a different team. Or you may stay with the Patriots and go, go on another Super Bowl run. I'm not sure. But I think this this game against which they lost against the Titans in particular just kind of felt like the end. Um, mm-hmm. No there was never gonna be an ending that was gonna be particularly pretty. I don't think this dynasty was ever going to end with you know, with this sort of emotional uh, r- you know, ride off into the sunset. I always thought it was gonna end kind of like this, where it was just kind of a, a sluggish sluggish effort in which you just kinda of felt kind of felt gross after walking off the field. So I, I, I really do think this is finally, finally for the rest of America's uh, fortune, uh, the changing of the guard. I think Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson in particular, Ryan Tannehill, sure, but I think Ryan Tannehill will, will continue to be a, a mediocre quarterback my admission. Sure. But those three those three young studs I think I think will be the will be the new cream of the crop in the AFC.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. So uh, with the Saints losing, of course, um, that means the two 40-year-old quarterbacks, of course, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, are out of the playoffs. So this is who you've got left. These are the eight quarterbacks that are left. And when, when I talk playoffs, when I was talking on my other show, The Ring, all year, I'm always like, man, you know what I'm doing? I'm riding the seasoned veterans from a uh, quarterback perspective. That's how you win playoff games. Yeah, well, this year I'm wrong, okay? So Lamar Jackson is 22. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are both 24, Garoppolo 28, Tanny Hill and Cousins 31, Russell Wilson is 31, Aaron Rodgers is now the old man. I consider him a veteran QB. I should consider Russell Wilson, I feel like, a veteran QB, but he doesn't feel that way to me yet, and maybe it's because of the way that he plays. So to me, you've really got just one old school drop back passing QB from the old guard and old regime left, and it's Aaron Rodgers. I think that's really interesting.
5: Do you? Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think you hit the nail right on the head of Russell Wilson. I still think of Russell Wilson as being like 25 or 26 years old. I think I've thought of him as 26 for like the fourth straight season now. Thir- mm-hmm. thir- 31, I, 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 I'm just shocked to, to learn now that he's he's 31. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I I, I guess by just purely by virtue of age, is, is now the old man. But it, I, I don't feel like he's... On the decline very much at all, but I, you know, yeah, I, I think he's still got a ton, obviously a ton of years left in him, and I think it'll be very interesting to see him and and Russell Wilson go up uh, against each other this weekend.
0: Yeah, I think there'll be uh, some great ball games all around, and uh, it'll be interesting to keep our eyes on. And uh, a lot of quarterbacks could be changing next year that it, that have been stalwarts in the NFL for a while, right? Uh, you've got Tom Tom Brady, uh, could he be on a, a new team next season? Philip Rivers. Eli Manning, is he done? Will he come back? Cam Newton? Now that you've got uh, Matt Rule. By the way, I really like the Matt Rule hire in uh, in Carolina. Even though I'm not a big fan of Carolina's owner, I do like the Rule hire, even though it feels like they overpaid him a little bit. But my guess is, is that he's going to move on from Cam Newton and send him someplace else. So uh, you can see a lot of quarterbacks that you're used to seeing in one uniform for a really long time possibly moving somewhere else i think drew Brees' contract is up this year as well so uh there's a bunch of big names that could be going someplace else uh in the next couple of uh weeks and months in the nfl and uh this is my favorite weekend of the nfl right everybody talks about championship weekend where you have the afc and nfc championship games i much prefer this weekend where you got two games on saturday two games on sunday and you're kind of settling everything out because you uh, have a little bit better chance of getting some big ball games all right so uh that puts a uh, another episode of the mark children's show Show in the books. A couple of points of notes for me. You can catch me on uh, the Tiger Tailgate show from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock Eastern. That'll be before the National Championship game right here on The Roar. We will be doing our show from down in New Orleans at the Ipte and Alumni Association Tailgate, so I'm super excited about that. Also, you can catch me on your television on Saturday night. I'll be doing the 6 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and uh, 10 o'clock news on Channel 7 on uh, Saturday nights so so, check me out there as well. And I'll be back to join you next week. This has been The Mark Childress Show. You guys have a great night. Real, it's
2: impossible, if possible, that who's blind?
3: Broadcasting from the Priority One Security Studios, WAHT AM, 1560 Calpens, WCCP FM, 105.5 Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Yes,
2: sports sports Flags.